Hi guys, welcome back to the Integrated Self Podcast. I'm super, super thrilled that you're here. I am so excited, you guys. I sat down this week. I feel like I could run a marathon right now. You can probably tell my energy is so freaking high right now. (laughs) But um, I actually, for those that don't know, I'm very excited that you're here. Thank you for being here. I hope you're having a great day so far. But um, for those that don't know, I actually help out my family right now by homeschooling my stepbrother. So in the morning before I do my coaching, I homeschool him for a couple hours in the morning and he's on like winter break this week. So this week I actually had off, which was so, so amazing because I got to kind of just like refill back up my cup and get my things in order. Um, I'm also still in my doctorate and PhD program. So I got a lot of classwork done this weekend. I met with my mentor that I'm going to be writing my dissertation with, um, not with, but my mentor that's going to be guiding me through that process. So um, it, it just feels very like, I'm, I feel very accomplished. I feel very Um, productive this week. And um, I was sitting down kind of thinking about this podcast and kind of where I see it going and what I envision for it. And, you know, I feel sometimes that I struggle with explaining what I do because I just do so many different things. I don't just look at the physical body. I don't just look at your spirituality. I look at everything. So being somebody who studies quantum medicine, essentially holistic medicine, um, but really based in quantum science, in um, neuroscience, epigenetics, all of these new fields, not new, new, but like pretty compared to Western medicine and all these things, um, newer fields are coming out to, um, you know, with new research regarding these things. And I essentially look at my clients as, as a whole person. So, um, the way that we kind of address your health is not only just looking at your physical body, but we understand that energetically everything manifests into the physical. So the physical is really like the base layer. It's the last place that things manifest. And so I actually am very, very um, passionate about addressing these things on the mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. Because when I look at my journey, I really notice that the more that I worked on myself internally, the more I f- saw my physical body like heal from my um, diagnoses and the things that I was struggling with my health. Um, but the more that I healed internally, I looked at my past traumas. I looked at the way that I saw myself. I looked at um, my insecurities and uh, my fears, right? Because fear will make you sick. Fear is something that if you if you're constantly in fear, it can destroy your immune system. So a lot of us kind of look over these emotional and mental things that we struggle with because we're like, oh, it's just a feeling. Oh, it's just a thought. You know, it's fine. But in reality. A lot of these things, like I heard um, a quote today actually in one of my classes that 90%, 75 to 90% of doctor visits are due to stress, right? And it doesn't mean that you're going in for stress, but a lot of these things, you know, a lot of us are stressed and are living in fear and, you know, are insecure and are anxious and stressed. And when you are those things, it does change the way that your physiology works. It changes your physical body. Hence why a lot of people that are very negative and pessimistic and um, in fear and are very stressed get sick a lot very frequently because their immune system isn't thriving because you're in an environment internally that is rooted in fear and danger and, um, you know, that you're not safe. And so your body, when you're not safe, Coda, 
My dog here is struggling with all the cords that I have. Are you going to walk forward? Are you just going to stare at me while you're all tangled in the cords? She's looking at me like, what do you want me to do? I thought you were struggling over there. All right. Anyway, so I look at you as a whole person. So we can probably guess that like, for example, let me just put this in a perspective before we get into before we get into this week's subject. So when I was in college, I was probably at one of my lowest rock bottoms when it comes to my mental health and my emotional health and stress and all these things. And when you're mentally and emotionally going through it, you sort of neglect your wellness, right? So I didn't care to eat healthy. I was, you know, I felt stressed. I needed comfort. And so I turned to food as my comfort. And I know a lot of us do this. And I'm not saying that every single time it's bad, but you can form a habit of doing that where instead of addressing your stress or your anxiety, you subconsciously turn to food because you know that once you sit down and finish that plate of mac and cheese, you'll feel full. Um, and that's, that's a whole other episode. I could do a whole other episode on the, like that emotional feeling of being empty and filling it with a, with a habit like food or something like that. Um, so I struggled with that and I ended up gaining 40 pounds. I was very inflamed. Like my body just felt like my face was a lot rounder. Um, I had a lot of like inflammation in my body. I just seemed um, like inflamed. And um, I also struggled with like digestive problems. And um, I was diagnosed with colitis from eating the dining hall food at college. And I had, I went to the ER multiple times throughout being in college just because I was dealing with physical problems, but they were due to mental and emotional struggles that I was going through at the time. And it wasn't until towards the last two years, because when you move off campus, in my opinion, in college, I, it depends on who you are, obviously, but when we moved off campus, I was so lucky, lucky to be surrounded by roommates who were very intelligent, took their work seriously, um, very, very high grades, um, you know, were going for nursing, medical school, all these things. But in the meantime, they they took care of themselves. They ate great, um, very nutritious diets. Um, they would work out. They would encourage like going to yoga things and, you know, all these things. And, and so I honestly, looking back now that I've had so much time to look back at that time in my life, I've really grown so thankful for those women that I lived with because, you know, we're still friends now. Obviously, as you graduate college, everyone moves across and, you know, does their own life things. And so we're not as close as we used to be. But um, another thing that just happens. But um, looking back, I'm so grateful that I was surrounded by people that were growing and did care about the things that I learned to also care care about and value. Um, so I started getting my health back in order. Um, and it wasn't really something I consciously decided to do. It just started happening gradually based on who I surrounded myself with. And, you know, I started making healthier decisions when I would get my lunch and dinner. Um, I would stop staying up so late. You know, I would, I would kind of allow myself to stay in and not feel the pressure to go out every single night. And I started to just create this balance within myself. And then I started addressing once I found that balance of like, okay, I'm, I'm eating better. I'm exercising. You know, I have a little bit of a control over some of these habits. I really started to address the mental and emotional things that I was going through. And little did I know at the time that those things would lead me down this whole entire path of healing that I now learn and, you know, still get degrees in and still, this is my passion, you know? 
But during that time, I realized that once I started healing that stress, those emotional problems, the trauma that I was carrying, and obviously this was a gradual thing, I noticed though, like looking back now um, from that time, which was about six years ago to now, I now am the healthiest I've ever been physically but also mentally and emotionally. So all these things are correlated. Like your mental health, your beliefs, your struggles that you deal with mentally, the way you talk to yourself, you know, all of that's connected to your emotions and, you know, your body as well. So it's all about creating an internal environment inside of us that um that can flourish, right? Because I always preach that our bodies can heal themselves. The reason why it seems like it's not doing that is because there's something that you know, is, is impeding on that. Your body isn't able to heal itself when it's constantly, it constantly perceives that it's in danger, right? And the thing is that when it comes to these dangerous situations, right, survival mode, a lot of the times we know that we're physically safe, but, you know, these fears are what make our bodies think that we're in danger, right? So like I could have a fear right now, like I could fear my bank account. I could fear money. I could fear like, what if next month I don't make enough to cover my rent and my bills or whatever, right? But so your body doesn't know the difference between an imagined fear or a real fear, like a real threat in your in your environment to you. Like your body will react the same way as if there is a someone breaking in your house the same way when you think about your boss firing you tomorrow. Like it doesn't matter whether you're physically safe or not. It's your body doesn't feel like it is. So when you live like I did in a in a chronic state of survival mode because of stress, because I had to keep going, 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 like because I was kind of physically running away from all the trauma that I was carrying, my body perceived that I wasn't safe because of the stress, because of the constant go, go, go mentality and the grind and the staying up late and then the drinking and then my immune system would be destroyed and I would get no sleep and then I'm still grinding the next day, uh, like running on an empty tank. Like your body cannot, doesn't care. Like when your body's in that state, it doesn't care about your immune system. It doesn't care about digesting super well, right? So like think about your body as a self-functioning society on the inside. All of your systems are connected. Your brain, your emotions, everything's connected together. And so when you when you put your and force your body to stay up late, to not get sleep, to be anxious, to be stressed, to be in fear, that kind of changes the way that your body diverts its attention, its army per se, right? So like if you're stressed, your body doesn't care about going around and cleaning up all the cellular debris and cleaning up all those little like flu viruses that might be in your system when you're chronically in survival mode. So that's just something to know. And I really feel like essentially my point here is that I I started healing physically when I healed mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That's kind of why my self-love challenge, I have a 30-day self-love challenge that's out now if you guys are interested in doing this. And if you look at that challenge, the challenges that I've listed on the website, like all 30 challenges are something different. So, you know, there's a bunch of mindset stuff. So we focus on the mind, the mental body. Then we focus on our emotions as well. We focus on the physical body. So we're working on these habits physically, but we're also addressing the things mentally, emotionally, and doing a little bit of spiritual work as well. So that challenge is essentially 30 days, 30 challenges. 
that you get and it's essentially just one challenge per day and it's supposed to help you like grow your self-awareness um start to really feel like you honor and love yourself start to kind of feel like the main character in your life and start to kind of feel like like see the universe working around you feel like you can trust yourself because essentially self-love and i talked about this last week but self-love is really about you choosing yourself you know it's about saying uh, like kind of really facing those things that we've all been embarrassed about or ashamed by or felt like we had to avoid or cast away from ourselves like these aspects of ourselves that we eventually at one point in another like stopped being like or stopped caring about or stopped showing to people because we were ashamed or embarrassed or bullied for it or you know got comments or gestures and it's about taking all these parts of ourselves and bringing them home and feeling whole inside and learning to kind of be our own best friend to be our own ride or die and that's what self-love is it's like knowing that tr- knowing and trusting that you will act in your own best interest self-love is trusting and knowing that like Think about it. If you you're going to leave your kid with someone that you trust and knows will protect your kid and act in their best interest and, you know, treat them well. So same thing, it's the same thing when it comes to your relationship with yourself. Like you're you're you can trust that you would make the best decision for you, that you will put yourself first, right? And then looking at all the things about ourselves that that make us feel like we can't be that way, that we can't do that, that we can't be confident. And we start looking at these things. So that's a little bit about the self-love challenge. But back to how I started off this episode is, again, I'm not someone that is very um, like one lane. I, I don't just focus on the physical body. I don't just focus on spirituality. I don't just focus on mindset work. It's everything. And I think that's what makes my practice a little bit unique is that we do everything because everything is connected. So um when it comes to this podcast, like I kind of, when I started it, imagine it would be more spiritual, but at the same time, like I just want to be able to talk to you guys and get information out on anything. So there's going to be episodes coming up about the 12 laws of the universe. There's going to be episodes coming out about like holistic modalities that you can use on yourself. Like um, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, um, red light therapy, Epsom salt baths, eating, intuitive eating, like there's going to be so many different kinds of episodes as well as the emotional things and the mental work that we're going to be doing. So I really wanted like one week, it might be a spiritual episode. The next week, it might be mindset tips. The next week, it might be um, reflecting on your life and um, taking action on things, right? Like it's, it's going to fluctuate every single week. And eventually, I think I'm going to find a way for you guys to write into the podcast and let me know like, what certain episodes you like, or maybe just do monthly Q and A's where you guys can ask your questions and I will put them, I will answer them in just one episode. So that's where we're headed. We're headed towards a bunch of new things. And I'm very excited because once I started writing out all of my ideas for each podcast episode, I ended up um, making the list very long. So we are very prepared over here. But today I really want to talk about the first law of the universe or one law of the universe. So today we're going to be talking about one of the 12 laws of the universe. And this law is called the law of divine oneness. Okay. So essentially this law, okay. And I want to preface this by saying that spirituality is not a religion. Okay. There is a difference there. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, screw themselves over because they go into spirituality and treat it like a religion because they most likely came from a religion 
So they, they come in with that mentality of boxes and labels and um, what else? Rules and do's and don'ts, right? And demonic or good or bad, right? Spirituality is not a religion. It shouldn't be treated like it. So spirituality is a is a way of self-discovery. It's, it's not that there is a book of spirituality. You could fall under any part of the umbrella of spirituality. The spiritual community, in my opinion, is so vast. It's broad. It's huge, right? Just like how I could compare it to Christianity, how Christianity is a huge umbrella term with a bunch of different kinds of, of ways to practice Christianity underneath that, right? So same thing. Think spirituality is the big umbrella term. And underneath that are just these individuals that all are on a path of self-discovery, of discovering the truth, of connecting and forming their own relationship to God in their own way, whatever that looks like, right? Using whatever tools, whatever they think is in alignment to them and whatever pops out to them. So to me, spirituality has provided me something that I feel religion never could, which is freedom, which is no boxes, which is the freedom to evolve your beliefs and freedom to to change and be able to hold multiple perspectives at the same time. People think the the huge contrast, the huge extremes, like when someone hears the word spiritual, they think in extremes. So someone, when I say I'm spiritual, they, I feel like people assume that like I'm casting spells and I'm doing all these rituals and like all these things. But in reality, it's kind of like define what those mean. What is a ritual to you? Because a ritual to me might mean something completely differently. So my number one biggest piece of advice, if you're someone that's entering into the spiritual community or enter like changing your beliefs and kind of exploring, right, which we all have the right to do. And I highly recommend you do that. And you question the beliefs that you hold and you question, you know, everything, you know, and it doesn't mean that you attack people online. We're not doing that. We're always respectful, right? Because it's important to understand that people are going to believe something different. People are going to find their own way. And, you know, that's none of your business. What your business should be is yourself, what you believe, what feels good to you, what provides expansion and freedom in your life. Okay. You, my biggest piece of advice is not going into the spiritual community and looking for good and looking for bad. Because when I entered the spiritual community, I didn't understand certain things, which is why I had fear of certain things. And my number one thing to tell you is that when you fear something, you give it power. So that doesn't mean that like you can have your own opinions and beliefs of saying, I don't agree with that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to participate in spirituality this way. Great. Don't. If that's how you feel, then don't do that. But it doesn't mean that we turn around and we shame other people and because we don't know what it is, right? So it's like I, what I find a lot of the unnecessary spiritual conversations and arguments is people just not understanding things fully. So they basically are arguing over something that they don't fully understand. So instead of arguing, we can just have a, a nice conversation and actually ask each other questions instead of arguing against each other, right? So at the end of the day, I think, and I wrote this in the book that's coming out this year, that you know, what matters is that you know what you believe and you lay your head down at night understanding that you're good, 
and you have a solid foundation, you have a solid belief system, you know what you know. You have your beliefs. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's another level on top of that is getting to the point where you're able to know what you believe and also understand that not everybody is going to agree with you. Not everybody is going to want to talk about these things, right? You don't owe anybody an explanation either. So it's learning to be able to say, I know what I believe, but I also understand that other people live on this planet that are also on a path of discovering things and, you know, having a belief system. And there are going to be people that will disagree with me that, you know, don't see life the way I live life. And I think that's where the there can be like a loneliness aspect to being spiritual. So that's just kind of like a couple of things I want to say. I think I was going to make a massive, I could probably talk like four hours. I'm not even kidding straight about the spiritual community. Um, so yeah, I've had a lot of lessons, a lot of things that I've learned being in the spiritual community for the past like three or four years and the amount of knowledge that I've gained and the amount of beautiful people I've met. And at the end of the day, I've just learned that I'm a stable pillar, you know, like I know what I believe in. I know what's true. I've studied, I've gained the knowledge and then I turn that knowledge into wisdom by applying that knowledge in my life. So you know, I think that it's important to be open to conversation, to questions, and also be able to, like, when the time comes where you have someone in your life that doesn't get it, that just wants to argue, that wants to put you down, that's when you can kind of draw that boundary and be like, this isn't worth it to me. Like, I'm already secure in what I believe. You're allowed to disagree with me and that's it. Can we move on? You know what I'm saying? So, um, there was a time where I would get triggered and take things personally when I would get comments saying like, you're demonic or just because I channel information. Um, but at the end of the day, I understand who I am and what I do because I've studied the science behind it. I've studied a lot of spiritual concepts. I've studied quantum physics and energy and consciousness. So um, it's almost like I've finally found my home in the spiritual community. And the spiritual community are like is like the nicest group of people that I've ever met. Beautiful thing about it is that it's it's all you. It's all unique to you because it's all a journey of self-discovery. It's going to be unique to you. And I think that the more you can surrender to that and just allow yourself to go with the flow of things, like when you feel like you're questioning something or you want to like kind of know more about this concept or this spiritual modality or whatever it is and then you just allow yourself to like go down that hole and like you know go down that path and and learn and explore and then try it on yourself or you know whatever it may be I just think that it's really important to um maybe find a community or some creators that you really like and feel that are in it for the right reasons and love everybody and understand that you know, everybody's different and that's okay and that's beautiful and it should be that way. So the the law of divine, so there's 12 spiritual laws and I was originally going to make this episode like all of them, but that would be a lot. And I honestly feel like it can be kind of boring for you. So this week we're just going to talk about the first one, which I think is really freaking cool. Um, they're all cool. I couldn't pick up my favorite, but this one I freaking love. Okay. So be prepared to be inspired. <laughs> So the law of divine oneness states that everything is interconnected, everything, the blade of grass to the clouds in the sky, to you, to someone living in China, to the otter in 
wherever it is. You know what I'm saying? Everything is interconnected. Okay. So everything that exists is connected and it's connected to source, to where it all came from. Think about think about one of those crazy shows where it's like that the family that has 12 kids or 13 kids, right? All those kids are connected because they all came from the same mother, right? So all those kids are connected to each other, but they're also connected to the mother. So you could look at it the same way as everything that exists on this planet was created by us and we were created by the creator, right? So everything is connected. This is why Christians say, love thy neighbor, okay? Because because you are no different than your neighbor. You both came from the same place. You're both from source, from God, from, from unconditional love, whatever your word is for creator, God, source, okay? I use God and source interchangeably because I know that God is just a source of unconditional love. It's where we came from. It's our home. So, We, God created us and we create things. So that means that we are created and creators, right? So think about it. Look around your room right now. If you're driving, look around your car. Everything that you have first came from a thought. Everything that is in your life that you see was created. So human beings as spiritual beings in a human vessel, we are creators, okay? Um, And we were also created, which is so freaking awesome, right? So we were created, God created us, and then we are here and we create other things. So everything is connected. You're connected to every single person on this planet because we all came from the same place, right? So the law of divine oneness, think about it, we're all one. We are all one. So, This means that our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions all create a ripple effect out into the world. They affect us, right? Our thoughts, our emotions affect us, but they also affect our family. And when they affect our family, our family now goes and operates in a certain way, right? So think about you as the ripple. Like everything, a lot of us think, and we, if you're doing this work on yourself, this spiritual healing or just healing in general, healing your wounds, your childhood trauma, your shadows, a lot of us forget because we can get kind of so focused on what we're healing in ourselves and how we're feeling and what we're going to do. But we forget that we're changing the lives of others around us. And when they, they change, the people that they interact with changes and those interactions are different as well right? So think about you and every thought, emotion, action you take ripple effects out around you. So think about the work that you do on yourself and how it doesn't, it's not just for you. It should be. You should want to heal for you first and foremost. Of course, if you want to heal for your partner, but you don't want to heal, you probably aren't going to, to do that much work, right? Like, That's why I always tell my clients that we can't make anybody heal. We can't control anybody but ourselves. So when you heal yourself and you work on yourself, you work on carrying more love. You work on not judging people so much anymore. You work on being nice. You work on smiling more at people around you or giving compliments more frequently. You're actively ripple affecting out into the world. You're changing people's lives by the work that you do on yourself. 
right? And not only in that way of the people around you and those people that they interact with and those people that they interact with, but also when it comes down to your bloodline. So when I, I've healed a lot of ancestral patterns and wounds in this so far, and I know that that is going to drastically change my children's lives as opposed to if I hadn't healed anything, right? So it's, it's very important to look at the magnitude of why you do what you do and who it affects. And I think it's really important to look at life this way because think if you can think about a scenario where it's like, instead of treating your kids and teaching them how to be, right? Like if you taught your kids how to be and you taught them what they should be passionate about and what they should value, they're kind of just becoming a replica of you. They are going to have the same beliefs you have. They are going to want to pursue the same things that you pursue, right? So that's going to that's going to create that kind of change where they are kind of almost identical to you in the fact that they do the same things. They have this, they're going to want to have the same career. They have the same hobbies you had as a kid. They have the same beliefs that you have. Whereas when you can kind of shift that perspective and start to support your child in a way where it's like, now instead of telling them who to be and what they should do, you ask them what they want to be and what they want to do. And you kind of allow them to explore what they're passionate about, even if you you don't care about it, even if you, you wanted your daughter to be a ballet dancer, but now she wants to be a softball athlete, right? Like it's supporting whatever they want, whatever their natural flow is, what their natural creation, their, their, what they're passionate about. When you just support and encourage um, and, and guide the child to explore what naturally comes up for them, you're allowing them to be the most authentic expression of themselves. They're going to do the same when they have kids. They're going to allow themselves as they get older to um, give themselves the space to explore and discover and to play and to learn. It's learning that the work you do on yourself impacts others because we are all one, right? So every thought, every thought and action that you have sets off a series of effects into the world. So again, if I went to Target and I chose to kind of have my headphones in, someone smiled at me and I looked away, um, you know, I'm walking around and I you know, I'm standing in line and I have a mom behind me with two screaming kids and, you know, I'm just not paying attention to any of that. That's a different experience than if I didn't have my headphones in and I smiled at the person that smiled at me. And then I was in line and I noticed that the woman behind me was, you know, stressed out with her kids because they were impatient. And I turned around and said, you go ahead, go ahead. Like you can go ahead before me. You know, I'm just, I'm here by myself. Like I understand you're, you have your kids and they're flustered and you probably want to get out of here. Right. Like that mom is probably that, that interaction with that mom, you're changing. Like instead of now, instead of her sitting in line, feeling like stressed out and trying to like handle the kids, she's going to be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for noticing me. Like, thank you so much for, that was so kind of you. Right. And then she's going to go forward. And then, you know, maybe she tells that to her husband later that night at the dinner table. Right. So it's like learning how to be of service in the world, how, if you know that everyone's connected and the work you do not only influences you, but everyone else, if you understand that we're all one, 
how would you treat people? Would you judge everybody, right? Like knowing that we all came from the creator, we all came from God, we all came from source means that we're all the same, right? And and there's a reason why we come here and we forget all of this. That being kind goes so far and that sounds so cliche, but I've noticed that if I pay attention and I'm aware of the energy that I'm holding in certain places, I can directly influence the energy of these places, obviously for, for good, for, ki- for kindness, for compassion for others, um, you know, making people feel seen, right? Like even if you, you can tell someone's having a bad day or they're in line or they're frustrated and you say like, you point out their, their shirt or you point out their nail color and, you know, or you say, oh my gosh, your daughter is just so beautiful. You know, whatever it is, like you could change their day. And we all hear the we all hear this and we all think it's so stupid and cliche, but at the same time, don't we all also watch those TikTok clips of, you know, certain certain people that have a moment like that in their life where everything turned around or they have that story where it's like I that one person said that one thing to me once and it changed my life. Like not to be super um, you know, heavy and dark, but like I also want this podcast to be a safe place. So I was watching a video um, on TikTok. It was a clip of a podcast and I wish I, I I remembered the clip, but I don't remember the podcast name or who it was. And I think it was a, a veteran that was telling his story about how he was planning to unalive himself um, that that day. And he went home. He was planning on doing it. He saw his kid or whatever and he went upstairs to say, see his wife. And he was planning on doing it like very, very soon. And he realizes his wife's in the shower and he's like, okay, perfect time to do it. Right. But then his wife asks, asks him to take a shower with her and he didn't want to, but he did or something like that. And then he said that once he got in the shower with her, she said, what's going on? Like, can you tell me what's going on? Because I know something's been going on with you. And the second she said that, he broke down. And obviously, he's he's lived to tell the story. And that was the whole moment that everything changed for him where he said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to do it, right? And it was because she asked him to take a shower with her, right? So it's like, imagine that. Imagine you being in certain places, right? And I talked about this, I think, two weeks ago on the podcast where I said, um, never forget that you could be someone else's sign, that you could be someone else's synchronicity, that God might be using you to help someone else. And I think that, you know, when it comes to these types of situations that you could influence someone's day, right? Like we all even see the TikToks where someone's getting us, they're picking up their coffee at Starbucks in the morning and they say they tip the person 10 bucks, right? Because just because they're feeling like it. And the barista takes it and she starts crying because she's like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. I've had the worst morning with the worst customers. Like, thank you so much for such a generous tip. Like I really, and then they break down crying because they were so relieved that someone finally was generous or someone was kind to them in that way. So knowing that we are all one, that everything is connected, that we are all part of one whole, how can you start to do your part in the world? How can you start to embody that energy of unconditional love of, hey, I know we've got our differences. Maybe we don't come from the same backgrounds. Maybe we don't look the same. Maybe I have we're in different statuses or tax brackets. It doesn't matter because I recognize that you are no different than me. 
at the end of the day, when we leave this world, we don't leave with money. We don't leave with a house. We don't leave with anything at all. So when we can look at people in the world beyond status, beyond tax bracket, beyond color, um, the way we identify ourselves, the way we dress, right? And we can kind of work on that part of us that feels the need to judge and is so quick to think something negative, we can rewire our brain to think something positive, to immediately want to help, to immediately want to compliment, to uplift, to support, right? Because we all came from God, meaning that we all have God within us. I will never say that we are God because we are not God. God is way, 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 way more powerful than all of us, okay? So that's another concept I could probably talk about in a huge spiritual podcast about how some people in the spiritual community believe that they are God when in reality we all have Christ consciousness within us. We all have the ability to allow God, source, the creator, Christ, to move through us, to express itself through us, to guide us, right? So it's like, how would you treat others? What would you do? How would you act knowing that you are a piece of God, that you have Christ consciousness running through you, that you have the ability to act just as Jesus would, that just act just like God would in real life, right? Like how would you act differently, right? And this doesn't mean to come from the ego as in I'm God and I'm helping everybody. No, no, no. Reel it in. (laughs) It's learning to have compassion for everybody around us and to help those in need that have less than us, that are less fortunate, right? And it doesn't mean to sacrifice everything you have for others around you. There needs to be boundaries set. But if you see someone that needs help, help them. If you need, if you feel the need to say something, say it, right? If you feel the need to drive somewhere differently or be in a certain place, you know, or like maybe you feel like God's saying, you know, do this or be here, or maybe you're in line at a store and you just have this urge to say something to the person in front of you, do it, listen to it, right? So it's like, how can you affect, knowing that we can affect the world in such, in all these ways, right? And and we can even look at the, the magnitude of this when it comes to I think, it, I think we all can think, oh, well, the change that I would ripple out into the world isn't that much. But the more people know about this, the more people do it. Think about that, the amount of people on this planet acting in this way and understanding this to this level, right? Like imagine the shifts that could occur once everybody understands this and chooses to act in this way with the right intention. How much change we could create in the world for each other. Right. I think that over the past five years, we've all like kind of been divided and put down and separated, you know, and, and, you know, put into these boxes. And there needs to be more unity, more harmony. And I think that never underestimate the power of a compliment, the power of you holding a door, you looking at someone directly in the face, like acknowledging them as a person, looking into their eyes, complimenting them, helping a mother reach something from the top shelf of a grocery store. Like it doesn't matter. It could be something small. It could be something massive. It doesn't matter. But if you are not doing anything to give back to the world, give back to nature, give back to people, give back to causes and and um, organizations, you know, it's kind of like, we're not, we weren't just put here to just take, we were also here, put here to give. 
So what can you give? And it doesn't mean you have to give money. You can give your energy. You can give your time to people. You can give your love to people. So knowing that we are all one, knowing that we are all connected, not one person is better than another, that we're all here together right now in history. What are you going to do with that information? What are you going to do? Like, how does this shift your perspective when, when you're in conversation with people? How can you learn to look past the differences that you might have and learn to, to just love someone just for the pure fact that they're a human being and that's it? I'm going to leave you with that, a little reflection, a couple of questions there. So that is the law of divine oneness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And next week, I don't know what we're talking about. I have to go look at my whole freaking list that I made, but I'm very excited to start sharing more um, spiritual concepts, some more stuff about like healing and emotional healing and uh, shadow work, mindset work, um, you know, as well as physical body things and ways that we can support the physical body as well. This is your podcast for all things wellness, mindset, emotional healing, and spirituality. I'm literally all over the place, but it's all connected, right? Like we learned today. So um, yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Love you.